This is The Playbook. I had Jake bring my phone up because I decided this is what I want to talk about. And this always blows me away. Did you guys know there's rules for being human? And they were written. These rules were written before writing. It was done in Sanskrit. And these are the 12 most powerful lessons that I've learned in life to align my mind, my body, my soul, to align my mindset, my heart set, and my hand set so that I accelerate, grow, expand exponentially, compound in aggregate in a trajectory of what I think I want by learning as many lessons and accessing them. So here's they go. The ones that resonate with you, please write down and learn to access them. The first lesson of alignment is you have received a body. Remember, it's simple, but it's so many people forget that you're on this journey to learn all these lessons and you will not be on this journey here when you don't have a body. There's only one thing that determines whether your body is here or not. It's a heartbeat. Your brain can stop. Your fingers can fall off your nails. You lose all your hair. doesn't matter. The minute your heart stops, the minute the currency leaves you, you have no longer have a body. So make sure that you take care of that body. If you want to accelerate, grow, compound, yourself on this journey, your mindset, your heart set, and your hand set requires a body on this journey to learn these lessons. And I see so many people that don't put their health first. Do you know if you're healthy, you get as many wishes a day as you want. You can learn as many lessons a day that you want. And if you're unhealthy, you only get one wish. You only learn one lesson every day. So let's learn that lesson together. You've been given one body. Make sure you prioritize that because this journey ends when that heartbeat stops. Secondly, I've given up this lesson already. You will learn lessons. If it resonates with you, write it down. You are here to learn lessons. That is how you get alignment with everything, with your mindset, your heart set is we're looking for the lessons. We're not looking for judgments, conditions, attacks, separation, inferiority, superiority. We're not looking for fear. We are looking to learn, to grow, to accelerate. The third lesson, one of my favorite, there are no mistakes, only lessons. There are no mistakes. There's only lessons. And if you can have alignment with your mindset, that when you think you're being punished, that you have made a mistake and now you're being punished for that mistake, you're high. You're just learning a lesson. You're being protected and promoted at all times. There's something bigger than you. The only lesson that I've learned that changed my life is this lesson. There's something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom. That's simple. I believe if you don't believe that you're going to have a tough time learning lessons because you're always going to feel like you're being punished. And it resonates with me because I was three years old and I have this terrific mom that raised six kids and never hit me, never yelled at me. In fact, my mom, my wife always says the biggest problem I have is my mom never hit me or yelled at me. <laughs> but one time when I was young, I went to go reach out and touch a hot stove. And my mom slapped the crap out of the back of my hand and screamed at me, no. I immediately started to cry. Now, I cry easily, as many of you know. 
But I started crying because she hurt me. And two, I screamed at her and said, why are you punishing me? That encapsulates my whole life. Nobody loves me more than my mom except for Source. Nobody. It's, I'm a parent. I totally get it. Her ignorant arrogance of how afraid she is for me is an illustration of how much she loves me. And yet she hit me and screamed at me. Why? Because she was protecting and promoting me. She was teaching me a lesson. She was teaching me a lesson to protect and promote me. So if you don't get that job, if you don't get into the school that you want to get into, if your girlfriend or boyfriend leaves you, if you get divorced, if you get sick, whatever it may be, realize that you have something bigger than you, except for their omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing, and they love you, or it loves you more than your mom. So when you get slapped on the back of your hand and yelled at, stop feeling like you're punished. Learn the lesson and be promoted and protected. A simple lesson that there are no mistakes, there's only lessons. You're always being protected and promoted. And you will find out how that protection and promotion has revealed itself as you learn the lesson. The fourth lesson, a lesson will be repeated until it's learned. This one drives me nuts. How many times do we keep doing the same thing? You know, I remember, oh, I'll never date a girl like that again. Exact same girl. Exact same girl. They look different. I just didn't learn the lesson. I'll look business-wise. Let, let me give you an example. How many times do we see this, right? I teach people how to trust and vet. Greatest business advice I give people is to trust and vet. So determine upon your timing and risk tolerance, size, scope, and scale of the opportunity, option, or touch of favor that you're involved in or engaged in. Trust everyone and illustrate that trust by vetting the crap out of them. You will only be able to articulate and ask hard questions, uncomfortable questions, and pursue the truth with people if you trust them, right? I trust my wife so I can ask her anything. See, it's counterintuitive to think because we go into deals all the time and we trust the person. So even though we get either an intellectual discrepancy, an intuitive discrepancy, or an inspirational discrepancy, we feel, oh, well, he's gonna think I don't trust him. She's gonna think I don't trust him if I ask how much, or can I call someone as a reference? No, it's the exact opposite. You're illustrating your trust. When you are and get an indicator, intellectually, intuitively, or inspirationally, and especially intuitively, because this one's so far confused, intuition, right? I, I love this one. I have a studio in Vegas at the Wynn. So if you guys are ever at the Wynn, come by the studio. But I watch a lot of gamblers, right? And I love the guy at the craps table, and they all look the same. <clears throat> Members only, smoking. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it was my dad that I'm describing it now. So they're rolling, right? And you see them rolling. And, and, you know, maybe 20 minutes later, the guy looks at me, he's like, I knew it was going to be a hard eight. Right? Have you seen that gambler? I knew it. Hmm. The truth is, what had happened was he had a gut feeling about six or seven times over the last 20 minutes. And he decided that he would better not bet on that role. And yet his intuition was working six or seven different times. Intuition doesn't give you an answer. It doesn't. 
Intuition, like intellect and inspiration are indicators. It's an indicator that you have to elevate your awareness because you have a lesson coming. Don't think that just because you have a gut feeling in a business relationship that it necessarily means that this is a great investment or a bad investment. It's just an indicator that you have to elevate your awareness in order to do that. What do we do? We ask questions. We learn more so we can understand what our intuition is indicating so that our intelligence can make a proper or best decision in alignment with what we think we want. It's so important to, to understand intelligence in this way. It's intellect, intuition, and inspiration. Your gut feeling does not give you answers. It indicates that you have to elevate your awareness and learn more lessons because life's about lessons. Lessons are going to keep on coming and they'll keep repeating themselves until you learn them. So we want to use our intellect or intuition and our inspiration to learn them. Another great one, which is why the rule number one or lesson number one is so important. Learning lessons does not end. Even after you lose your body, I would believe myself that learning lessons doesn't end. We just aren't going to learn them here together anymore. And so just like my friend who passed this morning, he's not going to learn with me or share my journey anymore because his heart stopped at 55 years old. He can't learn lessons anymore here. I hope and pray and believe because I'm protected and promoted, he's still learning lessons and maybe he'll get another round in another body some other day. That can be up for debate. Um, the next lesson, I love this one. Remember, this was written before writing, right? This is Sanskrit. Think about how human nature never changes. My mom made me read uh, Ben Franklin's autobiography before I went to college. It's like 900 pages. And I was like, this is the biggest waste of time. Why do you keep making me read history, mom? She said, the more you read history, the more you will realize that human nature never changes. And the better you understand human nature, the more fulfilled you'll be in all your relationships, business and personal. And so I read that book and I learned about abundance in that book because Ben Franklin said the best piece of advice that I give the greatest thing you can do is ask for help. I didn't realize what he was saying. He was saying, don't live in a zero sum game. Don't live in scarcity. There's not winning and losing. There's not trading or negotiating. There's not a limited amount of everything. What Ben Franklin was saying in human nature as these rules indicate human nature. He was saying there's more than enough of everything for everyone. And when you ask someone for help, you're adding value to them and to yourself. You're living in abundance. You're believing with faith. There's more than enough of everything for everyone. So ask for help become an investment of other people, create a community of people who want to help each other and know people who want to help each other. And it's only going to occur by asking for help. And we can ask for help for so and by and through so many people than ever before. Well, this lesson comes from there. And the lesson was written before writing. The lesson is this, there is no better than here. At its core, this is the biggest problem that I see with entrepreneurs and younger people is they're constantly attaching their emotions to there instead of effectuating their emotions here in a trajectory of where they think there is. Written before writing, 
not proof, but a key indicator to me that human nature never changes. If one of the key lessons in life is there is no better than here, then it teaches us to attach our emotions to today by knowing what we want, who we can help, who can help us, how best to get it done and prioritize according to here, not there. There is a trajectory. It is not an outcome. When you understand that there is a trajectory and not an outcome, you will finally admit that things change and you have no control over change and you cannot predict the future. In fact, if anybody here can tell me exactly what's going to happen tomorrow, I know I can make billions of dollars for all of us. You guys can keep yours. I'll give mine to charity. Just one good Super Bowl bet would be fine. <laughs> there is not better than here. Live here. Give meaning to the past lessons to help accelerate you where? To a trajectory you think you want to be and be open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed to have the mindset, the heart set, and the handset to get to even better than what you can think. Why is it better? Because we have an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves us more than our mom that knows everything. Therefore, when you didn't get what you thought you wanted there, you're better off. Even my bankruptcy... And I will tell you the day I went bankrupt and had to tell my mom I went bankrupt and tell her that I'd lost her house because I didn't take my name off of the title was probably a difficult moment for me to understand I was being protected and promoted. That there wasn't better than here. As I was crying, depressed, disappointed, shameful, all the things that we experience in life. To think about the fact that here I am 15 years later, and I will tell you that losing everything over $100 million not only saved my marriage, which would have been enough, but saved my life. Let alone, I wouldn't be here if all I thought about was there. There is unlimited. It's unlimited in the future. Close your eyes. You can think about 100 million years there. Or close your eyes and we can think about 100 million years in the past. It takes about 0.1 seconds. Here. Here is where it happens. Giving the meaning to there and a trajectory of there. Do not attach your emotions to either one of the infinite time zones, the past or the future. Do not attach your emotions to the past or the future. Attach the energy and motion today in a trajectory to where you think you want to be there. But it's only a thought. The next lesson this is, I, I read these again. I've read them a thousand times and I'm thinking, how the hell could this be true that this was in Sanskrit, right? R rules for being human handed down from ancient Sanskrit. Others are merely mirrors of you. Thousands of years. Like, like I, how come nobody told me when I was born <laughs> that, you know, when I sat there on my bed thinking I hated my dad, I hated my mom, I hated my wife, I hated my best friends, and I sat there thinking how I would take away everything from them, how dare, how dare they tell me I'm on the wrong path, how dare they tell me that I'm living my life the wrong way, don't they remember everything I've done for them, can't they look around and see what I've accomplished, who I am, and as I looked over and thought this idea and said to myself, <sighs> I saw that jacket my dad gave me with no pockets when I was 30 to tell me I was just like him, to teach me money doesn't buy love or happiness, that I was lost, 
gave me this jacket, the first gift he had given me in 20 years since he left me, a first gift to teach me something that I was just like him, a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, backend seller. I'm looking at that jacket thinking, I hate, oh, I don't hate him. I don't hate my mom. Don't hate my wife. Don't hate my best friends. I hated myself. I hated what I saw in the mirror. I hated myself because I kept seeing in everybody else what I hated about myself. And when you look at somebody and you look at that child that pisses you off, realize why. And when you see someone, you know, my, I believe in genetic and energetic inheritances, right? I talked earlier why, you know, Doug Grant, he personally formulates like personally for me, right? And I, and I look at this and I'm like, why genetically and energetically, I'm an overseller, a backend seller, a liar, a cheater, a manipulator. I look at my family, my dad, my grandfather. I look genetically and say, man, there's a bunch of liar, cheaters, manipulators, oversellers, and back-end sellers in my family. So when I'm put in a situation of fear, fight, flee, feed, or fornicate, my initial reaction genetically is to lie, cheat, manipulate, steal. That's my survival mechanism. Other people, it might be to punch you in the face. They have anger, but, but that's who I am genetically. And so I started realizing, what do I hate most about other people? Why do they lie to me? Why do they cheat me? Why do they manipulate me? Why do they oversell me? Why do they back in? I don't like them every time, but no more. When I don't like something about someone, I immediately look in the mirror and say, what is it about me I don't like? Why does that bother me so much? Why? And I start working on it. I start practicing, changing what I do, what I say, what I think, what I feel, and what I believe. Five levels of intention, shifting my genetics and my energetics. Others are merely mirrors of you. Learn to love you. And I promise you'll love everyone else. You can't give what you don't have. The next one, what you make of your life is up to you. Thousands of years ago, <laughs> this is not rocket science, but it's so powerful. What you do with that body is up to you. What you live and what trajectory you live is up to you. Your potential is determined by your desire. What's important to you is what you decide is important to you. Not what other people think of you, not what other people want for you, not what's missing or what you don't have. It's up to you. Therefore, the alignment that we need, if we determine our potential, is the alignment of mindset, heart set, and handset in a trajectory of what we think we want. That's why I teach people how to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of their potential, not mine your potential. If you pick something that you have a low basement to start and you want to explore the potential of that so you could be just like me, an average division three football player, then do it. You might just learn some lessons and find out how to use the skills, the knowledge and desire that you've learned and enhance by picking something that you're not energetically or genetically very good at and apply it to something else and reach even higher heights. But it's up to you. Your life, your journey is up to you. This one, talk about alignment. 
Mindset, hard set, and hand set. Life is exactly what you think it is. I know it sounds stupid. Do you know how much time, emotion, value, and money is wasted every day? How many relationships are destroyed because life is what you think it is? My whole marriage changed. I was not the greatest husband the first seven years of my marriage. For one simple reason, my marriage was what I thought it was. I would go away on trips. I would say to myself, I miss my family so much. I am so lucky. I have the most amazing wife in the world. I can't believe it. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. And I drive home from the airport, from LAX, traffic, just thinking, hurry. I can't wait to see my family. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'd walk in and I'd see shoes on the staircase. After being gone for eight days, just fawning, bragging, saying how lucky I was. And the first thing out of my life is, oh, what the fuck are these shoes doing on the staircase? Don't you care about this the way you run the house? Now you can imagine my marriage must have been really good at that time. When I started thinking about what I wanted, when I started finding the light, the love and the lessons and everything, when I started appreciating, acknowledging and asking for what I wanted from my wife, and I got home and I picked up the shoes and I put them with as much energy as I could where I wanted them to be placed. And then I told my wife how I felt, not about the shoes, but about her. And I told her, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how blessed I am. I want to tell you what happened. Oh my gosh. When I started looking for my wife to be the queen that she is and not the bee, my wife became a queen. Your life is what it, you think it is. You have that power and alignment between what you think, say, do, and believe and what actually you perceive. You have the power of what you do, say, think, believe, and feel to what you actually believe and see. You are projectors of what you think. Thousands of years ago, I don't know why people just give this to you when you're little. <laughs> what you make of your life is up to you. Life is exactly what you think it is. Now here's the alignment lesson of the, of the day. Your answers lie inside of you. So many of us are looking for the answers outside of us and the answers are in the alignment between our mindset, our heart set and the handset. And in order to find those answers, we have to look inside of ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, what is it that we want personally, experientially, giving and receiving today in alignment with what I think I want in the future? And what meaning am I giving the past inflection points, defining moments, historical references of my past that are getting in my way? See, snapshots to me, are one of the biggest interferences in life. People get confused by snapshots. And what you have to realize is everyone has a snapshot of you and that's all they can have because they can't be inside of you all the time. Okay, number 11. This is the one that brings us all back home to where we started. Rule number 11. Remember, this is thousands of years ago. Rule number 11 says, you will forget all of this. 
You're going to forget all this. Thus is why we write down the lessons that resonate with you and create systems to access it. But there's something greater that's inherent in the fact that you forget everything. I'll use gratitude as my example. Some of you are out there and I got to tell you about my favorite quote, right? The simple things to do, unfortunately, are simple not to do. So I talk about gratitude for the last 15 years, more than anyone that I know. I study gratitude. I have been around the world thought leaders. I sit on the Transformational Leadership Council with Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Deepak Chopra, Sadhguru, and I asked them about gratitude. And I've seen and studied physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics. I can't find anyone of any type of positivity that won't tell you that gratitude is the easiest way to impact your life positively. No doubt. So I tell everyone, hey, simple, say thank you. In fact, you want to change your life? One of the few guarantees I can give people on earth is if you say thank you before you go to bed tonight and in the morning and you're able to do it for 30 straight days, I guarantee it'll change your life. It takes 0.1 seconds to say thank you or think it and it's free. And it's guaranteed by the world thought leaders, physics, metaphysics, and quantum physics to change your life. But by tonight, who thinks they can say thank you? Who thinks they can say thank you for 30 straight days without missing? By tonight, half of you won't say thank you. <laughs> by tomorrow morning, half of us won't say thank you from that. And within three days, almost all of us will stop saying thank you. Why? Because thousands of years ago, someone knows human nature and they wrote, you will forget all this. Do you know what ties it all in? Is how do we remember? How do we recollect? How do we remind ourselves of gratitude or forgiveness or accountability or inspiration? How do, how do we remind, remember, and recollect? It takes faith. It takes faith when we're interfering with our truth and our potential. It takes faith that there's something all-knowing to remember, remind, and recollect with that loves us more than our mind, mom. So counterintuitive, what I do is I practice identify what is interfering with my remembrance, my reminding, and my recollecting. I've made a practice in a study of identifying what am I doing to interfere with an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom? What am I doing to interfere with abundance? What am I doing to interfere with my alignment with all? Not just my mindset, heart set, and sand set. What am I doing? Because I am, I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? And when we start practicing identifying what we're doing to interfere with it, then we can learn to remind, remember, and recollect the power that we have, the light that we liberate, not just in us, but in everyone. By knowing our essence, by pursuing our potential. You know, we talk about that pursuit, pursuit of blank. Remember, there is no better than here. I, uh, have a close friend, Chris Gardner. He wrote the movie Pursuit of Happiness. Will Smith starred in the movie. And I told him, I said, you got this movie backwards, man. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, there is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. What are you pursuing? What are you pursuing? What are you doing to interfere with what you're pursuing? 
I promise if you remember, remind, and recollect gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, inspiration, if you just remind, remember, and recollect what you're connected to and through, you will accelerate, grow, compound, unbelievable aggregation and exponentiality in your life in a trajectory of where you think you want to go. But you're not going to end up where you think. You're going to end up somewhere better. Why? Because there's something bigger than you that knows everything and loves you more than your mom. Last lesson. You will forget all this, but you can remember it whenever you want. That's the definition of abundance. You can remember, remind, and recollect whenever you want. Think about that a little deeper. I know we all don't see things at the same frequency, but you have the power to remember, remind, and recollect whenever you want to an all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient source that makes you an incredible resource. If you can identify what you're doing to interfere with it, to interfere with the body you've received, the lessons that you've learned, the mistakes that have learned even more lessons, the lessons that have been repeated so you could relearn those lessons, the here, not the there, the mirrors that we see every day to remind, remember, and recollect our own potential, our own existence as a resource, what you have made your life to be, what you think it is, where the answers lie, how you forget it, and finally, that you have the power to remember, remind, and recollect. When we have a line con, when you're looking for abundance, it's simple. You have to have faith. Simple faith. Faith that you're connected to something bigger than you, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. And if you can align your mindset to it, your heart set to it, your hand set to it every day in practice, instead of spending days, weeks, months, and years learning the same lessons over and over again, if you can instead spend minutes and moments minutes of moments interfering with your potential, imagine where you're going to be. Imagine where you're going to be. I promise you that is the alignment that we need. When we align ourselves with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, abundant source, we become abundant resources. And there's nothing that we can't do. You can make a lot of money, you can help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun every single day. Just keep learning the lessons. Spend minutes and moments interfering with your potential. Identify what you're afraid of. Stop, remember, remind, and recollect, and then roll back into those five things. What I want, who I can help, who can help me, how best to get it done, and prioritize accordingly. Because if you can do that, no longer will you be in search of your why. You'll be applying your why every day, all day, applying your why, accelerating, growing, compounding, and aggregating your behaviors in a trajectory of where you think you want to be. People may laugh at you, scoff at you, and make fun of you, but I promise you, eventually, they'll applaud you. I want to thank you all so much. Thank you for aligning with me. 
I will be here to answer any questions today, tomorrow. I am so at peace and at ease with all of you. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Thank you.